Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. When we nurse a grudge, we forget that that closes God's ears to our prayers. If we have an unforgiving spirit, God is going to judge us the way we judge others. The Eskimo word for forgive is 24 letters long. And it literally means not being able to think about it anymore. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet In today's message, Pastor Ed teaches that the Lord has been gracious to us to forgive our sin and remember our transgressions no more. Therefore, if we are to be Christ's disciples, we are to forgive others quickly and resolutely, just as we have been forgiven. Pastor Ed also points out that when we disobey the Lord and refuse to forgive, God says that He will not hear us when we call out to Him. Our prayers are not heard when we hold unforgiveness in our hearts. Now let's join Pastor Ed with part one of today's message in Genesis chapter 50 in a series on the subject of forgiveness. Building in faith. I was reading a story this past week about a man that was on his deathbed. His wife was with him holding constant vigils. She was holding his hands. And she just began to weep. The hot tears rolled off of her cheeks onto his cheek and woke him up. And he said in a whisper, Betsy, I have to tell you something. She said, don't, don't worry. I know it's difficult for you to talk. You don't have to say a word. He said, no, no, no. I have to tell you something. I have to confess. She said, no confession is needed, Jake. No confession is needed. No, I want to die in peace. And so he said, I've been unfaithful to you. I've had affairs with your best friend and your sister. And she looked at him. And she said, that's okay. I know all about it. That's why I've poisoned you. (laughs) Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Ladies, don't start clapping. (laughs) Forgiveness is a great thing to receive but it's a very difficult thing to give. Augustine said, if you are suffering from a bad man's injustice, forgive him, lest there be two bad men. Unforgiveness is like a toxic acid that eats away at your heart, at your spiritual life, at your personality. In chapter 45 and in chapter 50, there are some basic principles that I want us to look at that indicate that 
we have forgiven someone and that will help us to forgive those who have wronged us. The first thing I noticed in Joseph in chapter 45 is this, that you do not broadcast how you've been wounded. You do not broadcast how you've been wounded. Look at verse 1 of chapter 45. It'll be on the screens. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. I mean, they were shocked. This was their brother that they had betrayed years before. They had sold him into slavery. They had lied to their father Jacob about him. They said that he had been killed And really, they had just sold him into slavery. At that moment, all of the Egyptian court, even the translator, has to leave the room. It's only Joseph and his brothers. It's just them alone. Don't publicize wrongs. Don't publicize wrongs. Proverbs 17.9 says this, He who covers over an offense promotes love. But whoever repeats a matter separates close friends. What we often do is we want to get back at somebody. We've been wrong. We've been mistreated. And so we complain. We put it on the prayer chain. We send it out on the email. uh, We just make a request. And what we're doing is we're diminishing the offender's character, their reputation. We're getting back at them with our words. Joseph wanted his brothers to have a good position in Egypt. He wanted them to have a good start. He was planning for them to move to Egypt. And so he didn't want to do anything to undermine that influence. In 1 Peter 4.8 it says this, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. What does God do with our sins? In Psalm 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God forgives, and then he releases. He doesn't remember them. Now, he does know about them, but he doesn't bring them back before us. They're cast into that sea of forgetfulness, That's what God does with our offenses. Remember as a kid, I'm going to tell mommy what you did. Remember children? (sighs) If you don't do just what I want you to do, I'm going to let mom know. I'm going to let dad know. God never blackmails us. He never blackmails us. When he forgives, he puts it at the cross of Calvary, under the blood-stained cross, and it is forgiven, and it is released, and it is forgotten. You will not have to worry on the judgment day. God won't parade your sins before the universe. They have been forgiven. They have been forgotten. They have been erased. They have been eradicated. He pressed the delete key, and he erased the hard drive. It's not traceable. That's the way God is. Don't broadcast, but don't dwell on the wrongs. Now, that's easy for us to do. 
we could think about what somebody did to us and we just remember it. In Proverbs 17, 9, it says again, but whoever repeats a matter separates close friends. People brood over it and they think about it. Have you ever met somebody and they begin to tell you about a wrong that they've experienced, something that's happened in their life, and you listen very intently, very carefully, and then you ask the question, that was horrible. When did that happen? 20 years ago? 15 years ago? I mean, it's like it happened today. But they live with that memory. They brood in it. They just sort of let it take a hold of their hearts and their lives. Every day, we sin against people and are sinned against. We live in an imperfect world. We're sinners, and we need the grace of God. It is better to forgive too much than to condemn too much. I remember a good friend of mine, Jim, and we had a disagreement, and I can't even remember what it is now, but I remember for a while we didn't talk. And then I just picked up the phone, and I said, I gotta call him. And we made amends. And he has been such an invaluable friend to me. And we've blessed each other along the journey. I like what Henry, Henry Ward Beecher said, every man should have a fair side cemetery in which to bury the faults of his friends. We need to have a cemetery where we bury other people's flaws and faults. A big cemetery. Now don't go back in that cemetery and try and raise the dead. I mean, let it be buried. Let it stay there. Don't recall. Don't remember. Don't rehearse. Don't go over those things. Oftentimes, when we nurse a grudge, we forget that that closes God's ears to our prayers. If we have an unforgiving spirit, God is going to judge us the way we judge others. Uh, the Eskimo word for forgive is 24 letters long. And it literally means not being able to think about it anymore. Not being able to think about it anymore. Do you hold a grudge against someone? As I was praying over this sermon and thinking about the message, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, do I hold any grudges? Is there anything in my life that's not right? And God answers prayer when you pray. You know that, right? He brought to my mind some people's names. They're not here in the church and they're not at the mission church. <laughs> but he brought some people to my mind. And I said, oh, Lord, I want to release that. I just give that to you. All of us are made of the same stuff. We have to learn to forgive. And if we're going to forgive others, don't dwell on it, don't broadcast it, don't publicize it. There's another principle. Don't intimidate those who have wounded you. That's found in chapter 45. When they came in, they were frightened when Joseph revealed who he was. Joseph was raised to the second highest place in Egypt. Verse 3. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. 
Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. You know what some people do? Is they use the tactic of terrorism. I'm going to get even. Way to the right time. I'm just storing up the ammunition. And then the machine gun's going to go off. We need to practice the grace, the mercy of God in our lives so that we don't practice terrorism. Now, I remember years ago in our church uh, when Pastor Lou Iannone was alive, uh, there was somebody that was very upset with me and um, they would send letters. And so I gave these letters to Pastor Lou. I didn't open them and read them. I said, Lou, you just read them. You tell me if I should read them. And Luke came into my office. He shook his head. No, no, don't read that. So I didn't read him. And I remember meeting this person outside. And when they saw me, I, I just waved my hand. Hey, how are you doing? I didn't, didn't think about anything because I hadn't read anything. And they just took off like that. Sometimes when people wound us or do us wrong, they're uncomfortable in our presence that's the way Joseph's brothers felt. And Joseph did not hold a grudge. He was not mulling over the situation. He just released it to God. He gave it to the Lord. Romans 12, 19 says this, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. What we need to do is we need to reframe situations and let people know that we've reframed them. And we've reframed that circumstance, that offense, that thing that happened, we've reframed it into the grace of God, into his forgiveness. That's the way we need to live. We can't bury those emotions. Do you know out in the state of Washington, they have these huge barrels that have a life of 20 to 30 uh, 20 to 30 years and they put all this atomic waste into it that atomic waste has a life of 600 years barrels only 20 or 30 years when you put all sorts of unforgiveness and toxic emotions inside of you eventually it's going to seep out you're not meant to contain it you're not meant to hold on to it. You're meant to release it and to give it to the Lord. We need to do something else. Don't be a terrorist. I'm going to get even with you. I remember what you did. Alleviate. That's another step. And that's a step further. Alleviate their fears. In verse 21 of chapter 50, it says, Joseph said, don't be afraid. Wow. We have to demonstrate that we have a right attitude towards those who have wronged us. We have a right attitude towards them. Sometimes we forgive. We offer forgiveness only after we've punished others with an additional dose of guilt. Do you feel bad enough now? Do you know what you did to me now? Now do you feel sorry enough? We just pour it on them. And heap it on them. That's not God's way. 
God's way is to release that. Let God deal with them. Let God speak to them. Now, if you're wrong, you can speak to someone, let them know. I was reading a little cartoon. Ever hear of Andy Cap? Andy Cap and his wife Flo, he's a philosopher, cartoon philosopher. Andy Cap doesn't like to go to church. And whenever the preacher comes around, Andy Cap is in trouble. So his wife Flo always goes to church. Andy Cap doesn't like to go to church because he hangs out at the bar. And Flo is always at church. And so in this little cartoon, Flo meets the preacher. And he says, you know, I am so glad that you've taken Andy back for the umpteen time. You're such a wonderful person. And Flo says, there's something about me. I just have to forgive and forget. And behind his hand, Andy is saying, there's something about her all right. She never forgets that she forgives. I want to pause on that. Remember all that I've forgiven you? Remember all that I've written off? Now, we need to sometimes just forget that we've forgiven somebody. We've just left it in the Lord's hands. We just left it with him. Now, the third point, I want to camp on it for a few moments. Recognize the power of God to redeem our experiences. In verse 5, in chapter 45, and now... Do not be distressed, do not be angry with yourself for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. What happens is that suddenly Joseph is looking at it completely different. He's seen it from God's perspective rather than the human perspective. He's seen it from God's heart rather than from his wounded heart. He's looking at it and realizing that God sees us differently. He sees it in a different way. What is happening, I think, at this moment in chapter 45 and chapter 50 is God is breaking what counselors call a family pattern, what sometimes believers call a family curse. Go back in their history, and you'll notice that Jacob and Esau were at odds. I mean, Esau was not going to forgive Jacob. And when Jacob was coming back, he was riding with an army to take Jacob back out. But God intervened. And there was these strong feelings of animosity. We never knew if there was real reconciliation between Esau and Jacob. And now that family pattern had repeated itself. The children, his sons, had conspired to sell Joseph as a slave. And he went to Egypt and he went through all sorts of trials through those years, falsely accused by Potiphar's wife in prison for years. But here Joseph is. And something happened in that prison. Something happened in that palace. Something happened in that place of power that Joseph's heart completely was washed clean of any bitterness any resentment, any anger, any desire to revenge himself. God was working in Joseph's life, but he was also working in the offender's life. Look at verses 17 to 18. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers. Now, 
if you look at this text, you realize that the brothers are lying, or at least we believe they're lying, because Joseph was with his father Jacob and received the blessing from his father Jacob, and his sons were blessed. And so Joseph's brothers conspired a plan to go to Joseph and say, Joseph, this is dad's dying wish on his deathbed. He said, don't seek revenge. And Joseph just begins weeping and crying because he had not held anything in their heart. And I think because he felt that they didn't believe me. They really didn't believe that I released that, that I didn't hold on to that. What happens is they recognize the heinousness of their sin, the awfulness of their sin. Let me ask you a question. Go back with me in your life. Does God ever remind you of sins that you committed years ago that you didn't even think about? I know he's done that for me. I remember a number of years ago, someone said something to me, and it really hurt me. And when they said it to me, the Lord reminded of me that in innocence, I had said that to my home church pastor. And I didn't think anything of it. And I thought, my, that was 30 years ago. I must have hurt him when I said that. I didn't realize that. There are sins of omission that we're not aware of. There are sins of commission, sins that we are very much aware of. Do you ever meet people and all of a sudden you see in them a sin that you've overcome? You see in them a sin that once you participated in? How do you treat them? See, God is working on people's lives. He was working in these patriarchs' lives. He was working in Joseph's brother's lives. Leave things in God's hands. Don't mess with it. Now, there are times you have to confront something. I'm not saying sweep things under the rug. And, you know, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that make sure that you place things in God's hands and that you follow his wisdom and his advice and you let God deal with people. Their lives are changing. But there's something that happens when you really offer forgiveness. Whether it's in your home, whether it's in the church, whether it's at the job, whether it's in relationships with people that you've known, relationships flourish where there's an atmosphere of forgiveness. Relationships flourish where there is an atmosphere of grace. If you're always holding other people's feet to the fire, God will hold your feet to the fire. And that type of relationship, there's not going to be clear and good and healthy communication. Give each other grace. I mean, hold each other accountable, yes, but give each other grace. Something was happening in Joseph's life, though, the sufferer. Whenever we're hurt, whenever we're wounded, God is not only doing something in the hearts and the lives of those who maybe have hurt us. He's, he's our advocate. He's our defense. He's doing something in your heart. What is he doing in your heart? In the hurt, offense, and the wrongs, what's he doing inside of you? He's doing something there. Uh, for Joseph, what happens in verse, in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
Joseph had not read Romans. It had not been written yet. But he expresses it in his dialogue, in his conversation with his brothers. He said, listen, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching series entitled Forgiveness. We want to encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word Restore